Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. People, I hope you see that there is a lot going on at Bethesda Christian Church. And I hope you'll get excited and I hope you'll really be in prayer about this weekend. Um, We are excited about having... Uh, the Live Free event here. And I hope, if you're not volunteering, I hope you'll keep it in prayer because I really believe that it's going to be a, a, an interesting, interesting time. There's going to be so many people coming into this place, but it's all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So do that. And all the other events, I would like to go through each one and talk to you about them, but I'm not allowed to do that. So I'm up here for a very specific reason. And this morning, I want to just Uh, take a moment and I just want to ask the Lord to uh, just bless what's going to happen over the next few minutes and and then in our time of prayer here at the end. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Father, we come before you right now and Lord, I just stand here humbly before you. What a privilege, what an honor it is to be in your house. And Lord, what a privilege and what an honor it is to be in front of your people. And so Father, I ask that right now that your word would go forth And that, Lord Jesus, you will speak to each and every heart that's in this place. Lord, I believe you've already spoken to hearts. I already believe you have brought uh, help and changes and, and support into lives through just the ability to get together and to sing and praise your name. And, and Lord, just to help us to sing about how great you are and how honorable you are and how we need you. And Lord, we need you at this time. So we just ask that you bless all that goes on from here and into our healing service, Lord, where we are going to have a time where those that are infirm, those that are dealing with situations, Lord, can come. Lord, we're going to even believe that if there's somebody new here today that is searching for you, that they've come to the right place because today can be that day of salvation. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray and we ask each of this, each of these things. In your name, I pray. Amen. When I had a chance to sit down with Reverend Pat, or Pastor Pat, pardon me, the other day, I said, uh, a, a few weeks ago, he said, would you speak on this day because I'm going to be up north? And I said, oh, I'd love to. And he didn't give me any more information than that. And then, he, then as we sat down, he started to say, well, I'd like you to go this way. So here's the way that he's hoping we'd go today, the incarnate word. So I was asking my son, so what is the incarnate word? And he kind of looked at me and says, well, I know that, but you can tell me. And so, you know, the first thing that really should come to our mind probably is Christmas when you think of the incarnate word. God coming to earth, right, in the form of man. The embodied in flesh, given in human form. So it's this divine nature in human form. Being Jesus is fully God, but he was also fully man. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today, but we're going to use just a few verses to help us through this, and, and I just hope that you'll stay with me and, and um, hear what I believe the Spirit is saying to the church today. I read this, this gentleman named John R. Frank, he wrote this, he said, he's, he's actually a professor at a missional theology and biblical seminary. He said this, I was once with a group of Christian students who were discussing and agreeing that Jesus was unique, but also quick to affirm that so is every human being, since we are all made in the image of God. 
Christians have historically affirmed much more than this when we confess the uniqueness of Jesus and his son, Jesus as the son of God. We believe that Jesus is nothing less than the incarnate son of God in whom the fullness of the deity dwells within human form, fully divine, fully human. And it's what I would, I would look at as the way, the truth, and the life. Because that's who Jesus is. However, yes, I'm reading a lot of this because I don't talk like that. You know that. However, recent evidence suggests that what Christians have historically affirmed is now up for grabs. According, and this is the, this is the earliest survey that I could find in looking through uh, the Pew Forum. And, and it's, it's a 2008 national survey conducted by Pew Forum on the religion and public life. Listen to this. 52% of all American Christians believe that non-Christian faiths can lead to eternal life. The number of evangelicals who believe this remains remarkably high. While many factors may account for these findings, it seems clear that a surprising number of Christians, including evangelicals, are not convinced of Jesus' unique nature. Does that just make you kind of go, ugh? See, to me, there's a great deal at stake when we start putting it ourselves at a level of Jesus Christ. When we don't say that it's unique to Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm not saying that's anybody in this room, but I am saying statistically it is out there. Well, I will say this in, in response to those that say that you can have eternal life. Yeah, I believe there's going to be an eternal end. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to be eternal life. There's going to be, there is going to be eternity for those that will accept Jesus Christ. And there is going to be an eternity for those that don't. Unfortunately, not the type of eternity that I think they're referring to here is everybody getting to experience heaven. In the midst of the world teeming with religious diversity, what does it mean when we say that Jesus is the way? Simply put, it means we should look to Jesus to discover how God acts in our world. John 1, verses 1 through 4 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. As a divine incarnation of God's love and his mission, Jesus exemplifies the way to God in the world. He was with God in the beginning and was sent into the world not only to tell us about God, but also to demonstrate how God wants us to live. Many, many people have criticized Christianity and believers and Jesus Christ is being too narrow-minded because we preach that Jesus is the only way to salvation. They point to other numerous religions of the world and say, well, how can you 
How can you Christians only have the only way? Well, I just kind of want to reiterate what Pastor Pat said last week. And I will say, and Pastor Dunn has said in the years prior to that, and James Beale and M.D. Beale and all those that have had a chance to stand here and lead us as our pastors, I believe they have all said this over and over, that this is something that is absolutely critical to us. And we have to know that this is an essential to us, that we must stand and we cannot waver on this point because Jesus is the only name by which mankind can be saved. We have to stand on that. That is an essential to our faith. Amen. And one of the answers to the question that Jesus, uh, is that, or one of the answers to the question is that Jesus himself declared that he was in fact God in the flesh. It says in John 10 verse 30, he says, I and the father are one. And then John 14, in verse 9, the second part of verse 9, it says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus did not give Christians any other option but to preach that this is the only faith in his sacrificial death on Calvary. This is the only way that we can receive the salvation from our sins. And then in John 14, 6, he said, Jesus answered, I am the way, and the truth, and a life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus claimed to be God. And we have to judge his statements about himself either to be true or false. This is how C.S. Lewis said it in his book called Mere Christianity. It says, as a man who was merely a man and said short of the things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher, he'd either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he's a poached egg or else he'd be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. He also said in his book, you could shut him up for a fool. You could spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let this not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. He didn't come to just say, I'm going to be a great teacher. He came to show us the truth, the life, and the way. Or the way, the truth, and the life, rather. Because Jesus is that way. Jesus is the only way to the Father. He is the truth about who God is and the very life that we can have in God. So Jesus reveals truth to us and gives life to us. This is only one faith that you can follow, that I can understand that I'm not going to say I'm a well-accomplished person that has studied all the face of this world or anything like that. But what I do know is that in the faith that we have come to embrace and love and know as truth, it's only this faith that I understand in Christianity where our God, this divine nature has come to a point where he made a way for us to get to him. All the other faiths that I see want you to to earn your way to that place. 
But in our faith, it's not anything that we can earn. It's something we have to, that he's already paid the way that we have to open our hearts to and embrace that. It was provided for us. What we have to do is to be able to accept what he's provided. We just had a team return from Ecuador. I'm going to ask my brother Fred if he'll make his way up. And I think this team went out and I think they did an exemplary job of modeling the way, the truth, and the life to a people that they didn't know, they didn't understand, they just knew that there was a need. So I just want to give him a few minutes because it's so fresh, because it's so new. They just returned a couple weeks ago to just hear briefly a little bit about their experience of sharing this message. Brother Fred, bless you. Thank you, Barry. God's word is alive, amen? Uh, Hebrews 4.12, I'd like to read that. Uh, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So indeed, God's word is alive and active. Uh, I'm excited to be able to share with you just a small portion of the trip to Ecuador. Uh, The ministry that Bethesda supports in Ecuador, it's called Reach Beyond. Uh, Formerly, it was known as HCJB. Um, Our local missionaries there are Reverend Cesar Cortez and Nancy. They've been ministering to the poor there in Ecuador for over 20 years. And what they do is they help meet the physical needs by bringing clean drinking water to the residents that are in these small indigenous communities And it's through this meeting of the physical needs that the gospel is able to be shared. So this year, we were able to bring a team of eight from Bethesda to help meet some of these physical needs of these people that are in these small communities. And the community that we are in is called Loma de Baque. uh, And it's up in the Alpine Andes Mountains, really remote area. Um, So it's thanks to the discipleship that we received here at Bethesda that we're able to share that word, that living word, to those there in that community. Um, You know, we had some language barriers, but guess what? God prepared us to to deliver his word. Um, I want to thank you also for your prayers because the community was very anxious to receive us when we arrived there, and that only could be through prayer and the preparation of their hearts to receive us. Um, and I can say is that they knew we were Christians by our love. Uh, John thirteen thirty four through 35 reads, and this is a commandment that Jesus gave us, uh, a new commandment I give you to love one another as I loved you, you must also love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And we were able to love the community of Loma de Paque by helping them with digging trenches and also by hosting Vacation Bible School with the children and parents there. And at this time, I'd like to be able to share with you just a few of those trip highlights in the video. So as we wrap up, um, every year that we come back from these mission trips, um, I always work with the family to put together these videos. 
and it's, it's a family ministry putting these videos together because everyone will ask, hey, I want this picture, I want that. On the return of this trip, my son David said, Dad, I want to put together the video. So thank David for that video. So it was a blessing to be able to be used by God to share his living word with the people in Ecuador. And we can do all our part to follow what Jesus commanded us to do. As a matter of fact, it's my prayer, and I'm sure it's the prayer of our church leaders, that this congregation as well, that we're all willing vessels to be able to share God's living word. Uh, And in closing the scripture, I'd like to share, because this is another commandment from the Lord, uh, Matthew 28, 19. Uh, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You will be hearing stories and other testimonies uh, for the rest of the team this coming September as we celebrate Missions Month. So may God bless you as you share God's living word. The only way you can know the word and live the word and spread the word is to just get into the word and let it become a part of who you are. And that's what that team did. It cost them financially, but it cost them time. It cost them. I heard my brother, uh, Murray Scott, who I, I hold just a great high esteem. He's like, I had no idea how crummy shape I was in, how bad my physical shape was. He said, there was people there that were older, that were just working. The whole team said that. Even the young ones that were in their 20s, early 30s were saying, the way they were working was just putting us to shame. So it cost them in many ways. Achy muscles, all the different things that went on. But you know what? It's because they knew the way, they knew the truth. They knew the life that they believed in and they took that message to those folks. I would like to add just one more practical, if I will, a a visual, as it will be, a, a video to this concept about who this God that came to us in human form is and it's it, it's out of the scripture uh, John 10 verse 27 it says my sheep listen to my voice and i know them and they follow me see there's only one way that this can really happen see the sheep need to learn how to hear the shepherd's voice and how do you begin to hear the shepherd's voice By getting into a place where you're hearing over and over and over again that voice of the Lord. And that's in the scripture that he's given us. That's in the assembling of ourselves together and coming together and listening to our pastor preach. You might think that's totally silly. I don't know. But do you think if I would have been the person or you would have been the person standing on that hill yelling, bongo, 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 whatever he was saying... Do you think a bunch of sheep would have come running? I I watched different videos. People are really good about training animals and different things like that. And I've heard the story that sheep are stupid, but they're not. The sheep's problem is it has no true way to defend itself. That's why it's so important for there to be a shepherd. Because they have no natural way to really, other than to run and kick, to defend itself. But it doesn't have, like some other animals have, it doesn't have sharp teeth to bite back. It doesn't have things that can come out of it and spear you or like some fish kit or whatever. It can't, it has no natural 
way to defend itself. It needs a shepherd. Look at this verse on the screen. This is going to be a song that's going to be sung here in just a moment. As we go into our healing service, I just want you to sit and I want to let you listen to these words because you know what? Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't know if you're looking for something, if you're searching, if you can't find certain answers, whatever it may be. I can tell you this. I have come to know that Jesus is that way. And Jesus will bring resolution. He will help you in these different situations. Today, are you hurting? Are you broken? Are you overwhelmed maybe by the weight of sin? Jesus is calling. Can we be like those sheep that listen that listen for our master, our shepherd's voice, to just go to that voice rather than all the other voices that are out there that are calling and we're, 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 I think we're taking too much and listening to too many voices, too many things, and we're not taking the time to hear the true shepherd calling for us. I'm going to ask that our elders and ministers take their place at the altar. Today is that day that you can find your hope You can find that relief. You can find that forgiveness. You can find that release. Whatever it may be that you need to have changed, to help, to support, to strengthen. Today, this is the place that you want to be. Come down to the altar. Come down and visit the Lord with the elder and pray together. Confess. It says in James that we are to, if anyone among you is in trouble, let him pray. If anyone is happy, let him sing praise and song, songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick, let him call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise them up. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Today's our healing Sunday. If you need it in whatever way, please come forward at this time and take a moment and pray. We're working on know the word. Spending some time talking about know the word. I just want to challenge you to just continue to incorporate it into your life, especially the reading of it. That's how he speaks to us, through his word. Yes, there's many ways that he can speak to us, but that I am certain of. He will speak to you through his word. Take some time over the next few weeks. Add some more. Add additional Whatever it is that will help you get to know him more. The only way you get to know the shepherd is to be with the shepherd. That's how you get to hear his voice, by being with him. Those sheep wouldn't have come running if I would have been up there calling. You know what we're talking about, right? How do we know that voice? We got to spend time with him. We got to be in that place where we hear him speaking and that's in his word. Father, we just come before you this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to gather, to be together, to sing praises to your name. Lord, I thank you for this worship team that brought the message even that they brought through song. But most importantly, Lord, we thank you for what your word says.
Lord, help us to read your word for what you're saying to us. Help us to become confident in knowing who we are in Christ. Because you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. Thank you for that. And let us leave this place knowing that we have the creator of this world working and moving and speaking into our lives. Lord, that we will take that and share that with those that come into our lives. Lord, intersect our lives with those that need to hear your word. And let us be confident. Let us be certain and that we will speak what you have taught us, Father. Let us not be afraid. Let us not shy back. Oh, Lord, especially in this day where there are so many different voices, let us continually tune our ear into what you are saying. Bless this, bless this, yes, this family of believers. Bless them as they go and as they leave this place of encouraging and strength and comfort that we now walk into this world that needs to hear what you've put in us. Bless us, Lord, and help us in Jesus' name. Bless each one as they go today. Keep them safe in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all today. Have a blessed, blessed week.